Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasts. The files are located on the second floor at the end of a long hallway. The fluorescent lights above flicker on and off. Open the door on the right. In the bottom drawer of a file cabinet, there it is, a folder labeled with three words that are poured onto stories. Stories of history, stories of people, stories of death. I'm Luke Poling, and this is Famous Last Words. There is a certain amount of danger in any athletic pursuit. The most would think football or hockey when one is discussing sports injuries. However, as the story of Ray Chapman shows, baseball is particularly dangerous and can sometimes be downright fatal. Three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. To this day, Chapman's gravesite, located in Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland, Ohio, is often covered with bats, balls, and gloves, in tribute to the man the New York Times called one of the most popular men in the major leagues. Raymond Joseph Chapman was born in Kentucky and grew up in Illinois. He played his first major league baseball game in 1912 with the Cleveland team, then known as the Naps, later the Indians. It took Chapman a few years to distinguish himself in the league, but once he did, watch out. He was a skilled bunter, and in 1917 he set the single-season record for 67 sacrifice hits. He batted 300 or better in three different seasons. His 1917 team record of 52 stolen bases wasn't broken until 1980, and if all of those numbers weren't impressive enough, he was one of the few people noted curmudgeon Ty Cobb considered a friend. And 1920 was going to be a banner year for Chapman. He had just gotten married to Kathleen Daly, the daughter of a Cleveland businessman, and they were expecting their first child. Newspapers had speculated that this 1920 season was going to be Chapman's last, as he wanted to go into business with his father-in-law. Likely, none of that was on his mind when he stepped into the batter's box at the Polo Grounds in New York City, August 16, 1920. Carl Mays was on the mound for the Yankees that day, he was known for his submarine pitch, which is best described as a ball that moves erratically in its journey to the plate. It's released when the pitcher's arm is almost touching the ground. The ball is aimed high, with the pitcher knowing that the ball will quickly drop out of the strike zone. And if all of that movement didn't make it hard enough to hit, the ball is thrown with the forward rotation, which is the exact opposite of most pitches. It's not an easy pitch to throw, and unlike most pitchers, the thrower's back is what gets worn down over the years, not their arm. During this era of baseball, the pitchers were allowed to dirty up the ball with things like dirt, licorice, tobacco juice, sandpaper, or even spikes to make the surface of the ball uneven and thus move uncontrollably. And they usually used one ball a game, so after nine innings of play, that ball was pretty much garbage. It was late in the afternoon as Chapman stepped into the batter's box. 
Mays wound up and threw the ball, and Chapman stood there. Which was confusing for Mays, since he thought he heard the crack of the bat as the ball rolled towards him. He charged it and threw it to first for the easy out. But what he didn't see in the late afternoon shadows was that Chapman didn't hit the ball. In fact, the ball hit him, in the head. Blood was trickling from Chapman's head as he stood there, dazed. The umpire immediately turned to the stands and called out for a doctor. Tris Speaker, who was in the on-deck circle, rushed over to Chapman as his knees gave out and he fell to the ground. May stayed on the mound, still not completely sure of what had just happened. Chapman was rushed to the hospital, where he died around 4 a.m., 12 hours after being hit. His wife, who had traveled from Cleveland to New York to be by his side, arrived at 10 a.m. Thousands attended Chapman's funeral, and 20,000 people donated money for a plaque to be hung at the stadium in his honor. His teammates wore black armbands for the rest of the season and, using their fallen teammate as inspiration, ended up winning the national championship that year. The incident prompted the league to ban spitballs and replace baseballs when damaged during play, although it took several more decades for helmets to be mandated. Ray Chapman remains the only major league player to die from an injury suffered during a game. Carl Mays, who stayed on the mound paralyzed by uncertainty immediately after his pitch, didn't play for 10 days, and he didn't accompany the Yankees when they traveled to Cleveland for their next series. Later, Mays said, quote, It was the most regrettable incident of my baseball career. I would give anything if I could undo what has happened. Chapman was a game, splendid fellow. How did Chapman react in the moments following the pitch? Perhaps he was just displaying his gentlemanly demeanor when he told his teammates, I'm all right. Tell Mays not to worry. Famous Last Words is a production of the Professional Production Company. It is written and narrated by Luke Poling. That, that's me. It is produced by Heidi Hequist and myself. Our assistant producer is Sabrina Thompson. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook under Famous Last Words Pod. And on our website, you can find full transcripts, credits, and much more. FamousLastWordsPod.com Darkcast Network. The light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Welcome to Creepy Tapas, where we do the opposite of deep dives and bring you tiny tastes of terror connected by a common ingredient. True stories to haunt and chill you and the pop culture they inspired. Or at least the movies and books that remind us of them. Join us as we descend into darkness. Beginning with the lighter side of our weekly topic. And wrapping with a full dark, no stars account of terror, madness, murder, and more. It's Creepy Tapas, y'all. Creepy Tapas.